Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Marlon Post Season Preview. I'm your host, Ali, and joining me tonight, we're covering Newcastle, and it's Mr. Dave Black. Dave, how's your summer been, sir? Hello, Ali. Um, uh, it's been alright, yes. It's been nice not having the, the stresses of Newcastle United to worry about for a few months, but uh, that's creeping up closer, as you just said, so can't be happy forever, can you? Yeah, just just a few days to go, and I mean, before we get into the, the summer activity, or lack of activity, um, in the upcoming season, just a, a brief almost feeling on how you felt last season when and now that obviously the dust has settled and almost the emotions gone, the raw emotions gone from it. I mean, how do you look back on, on the, the season? I'm pleased. With, it's strange. We finished really well, um, which means I'm probably more optimistic than I should be going into the season because we found found a way to play. Uh, we've kept all of the majority, well, we have kept all of the majority of the players except one who we are trying to re-sign. Um, and I just keep thinking you know, if we can keep the, our best players on the pitch, we shouldn't get relegated, which is pretty much the, the, the aim of the game for us. Um, obviously, I th- I've, we'll go into this later on, but I feel we should be aiming higher than that. But I know under the current circumstances, that's as good as it's ever going to get for us. Um, so, yeah, if it had been the other way around, we'd start like a train and then gone through the whole two wins and 20 to finish with, I'd probably feel very differently. But because we finished on a high, um, I'm not particularly worried going into the season. Um, but it could always be better. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, as you say, the the injuries killed you for a period of time, and and it did come strong in the end. And I think you finished. Do you not finish maybe fourteen? We, we finished twelfth, which is ridiculous considering we were, you know, in the relegation zone on goal difference for about an hour um, when when Fulham went ahead at Villa Park, I think it was, oh, yeah. and uh, we all feared the worst. And that was that was in March, I think. Um, and from that moment on, from the minute Villa equalised, pretty much, um, it kind of was the the end of the worry for us. And we went from strength to the strength, and Fulham barely picked another point. So, yeah, it was a bit of a sliding doors moment for the whole season. But um, as I said, in the end, it looked really comfortable when we didn't win. When we won two games between something like December and and March, um, it was a bit worrying. But uh, yeah, thankfully, it didn't. Yeah, transpire into relegation. Yeah, typical. Typical. As as just as Newcastle would script it to be fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're going into the summer. We had all the talk last season of the potential new owners. Any further forward with that? Any? Is there, are they still going through legal legal ramifications or? Well, there was the basically the theme of the summer was um, Amanda Staveley, who's I think you'd call her the figurehead of the consortium, the, the public face anyway. Um, did numerous television. And radio interviews re- reiterating her desire to own the football club via, you know, Saudi Arabian PIF and uh, and the other members of the consortium, and you know, spoke very positively about the plans for the club, and obviously she's from the area, which 
it isn't the be all and end all, but it would certainly help matters. Um, and then the court case came around and it got pushed back until next year, um, which I don't think we can really string that as a positive. I just think there's obviously something stopping it going through, which is pretty severe. Um, and we're obviously trying to go through the legal route and even that's been knocked back. So um, it's not over yet, but um, I'm less confident than I ever have been. There's another secondary court case, which is it's been scheduled for the end of September, um, which is to do with um, anti-competition law and all this kind of thing. So this was, I don't know which is plan A, which is plan B, but one of them's going up in September. The other one's been pushed back until January. Um, I, I'd love to say it's going to solve all our problems, but I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's destined not to happen. It's such a messy situation. Um, well, on to the current owner, obviously, Mike Ashley. Um, Steve Bruce staying in charge for the season. Um, and, I mean, do you have any hopes of, of incomings? As you say, you've managed to hold on to everybody from last season. Um, Squad-wise, how are, how are you looking transfer so I mean, I suppose the good thing is we haven't lost any of the big names. Um, you know, San Maxman, Wilson, um, Almiron, Fraser, Share. So they're all still there, which is which is good. Um, Joe Willock hasn't re-signed yet. Uh, he was only on loan, but obviously had a great impact towards the end of last season. Um, we've made no qualms about him being our number one target. I think we offered a loan. We offered a buy. Arsenal seemed to tune for whether they want to keep him or not. He didn't play any part at all in their in their friendly today, which suggests to me that he's he's probably not going to be at Arsenal for very much longer. I don't think we're the only club interested, which is a bit of a problem. So I think we want him to come back here. I think we'll probably pay up to a certain point what Arsenal want, which is unlike us. But I think with a player of his age and quality. It's pretty much risk-free because you're going to get something like what you pay from back unless it goes horrendously wrong. But he doesn't seem the type of character who's going to suddenly, you know, dial things in. He, you know, he seems like a a good, a good uh, player to pick up for the future as well. And I think any any English player player who's got a, a club, a, a nation who's going to be in the World Cup next year, should be a good pick up this summer because they've got essentially, you know, 15 to 18 months to really force their hand and try and get into that tournament. So. Um, and I think Willis, Willis got every chance of, of doing that if he if he keeps up his form at the end of last season. So um, he's obviously the number one target. I think they'd love to bring him back. Um, elsewhere, we made a loan off of it. We're going back to Villa, who we had a spell previously. Um, I think we should interest in people like Conor Gallagher, who went to Palace. Various other loan and bargain basement players we've been linked with, but. We'll get the we'll get the scraps of what's left over. I imagine it seems to be the way we operate. Yeah, um, almost. Unfortunately, just like a bit like most summers for yourselves, it's a bit kind of scraping around trying to fill fill gaps. But as you say, the most important thing this season was not losing players like Saint Maximum. Saint, well, not like Wilson was going to go, but again, players like Wilson who were so important. If you can get Willett back, um, that's. We, we we mentioned it obviously quite often last year that your your first eleven is, is actually very strong. It is, yeah. And if everyone's fit, I say that we, we were lucky to have pretty much our strongest squad available for that running, uh, and it made a lot of difference. I mean, I, I'll go as far as to say, you know, Sam Maxwell being on the pitch or not being on the pitch is the difference between us being a bottom four or five side to being a mid-table side. He is 
electric um, when he's on his game, uh, and he makes everyone else around him better. Mainly because the opposition commit two, three men to try to mark him, um, and that you know if you've got Wilson and Almiron and Willock and you know talented players who can who can make a most of that space, um, then obviously that's a, that's a big help. So keeping him fit has always been an issue, and I think that's probably the reason why he's still with us because he's he's really struggled to put together a, a run of games without getting an injury of some sort or an illness or you know whatever else has, has been ruled out, even pre-season. He's played, I think, three of the six preseason games, which is about right to him, 50% attendance. So I, I hope I hope he can do better than that. So I'll start the season not bad either. So if we, you know, if we make a good start by keeping these players fit, um, that could give us a bit of a platform to to, to kick on. Yeah, that that definitely makes all the difference. A good start is, is massive, which. I always feel Newcastle or Serrano's be terrible starts and, and then work their way in, but I mean, it's maybe just a mindset. I've seen one season that always just remembers. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you could, is there, is there any area of the pitch that you feel you need signings in or you need cover? Uh, well, for me personally, I think we're desperate for a new, a new central midfielder. Um, we've kind of adopted this system to have John Joe Shelby playing as deep as he ever has played, which, you know, it works for him because he doesn't get overran, but it just means we're a bit limited as a team. You know, we, we, he's, he has no legs and a very good pass with the ball, but um, when your centre midfield is on the toes of your centre half, so I think it kind of limits what you can achieve as a team. So I'd love a, you know, a dynamic centre mid. Sumaria, who went to Leicester, we, we, we bid for um, last January, I think it was. Um, we didn't get him, but he's you know he's the type of player who who would who would make all the difference for us. Um, sadly, we aren't willing to pay the kind of money that, uh, that those sorts of players go for. So um, I'd be surprised if it happened this transfer window. Um, but I think central midfielder is our, is our sort of weak spot. If you like, we've got a few in there, like you know Hendricks played there, Isaac Hayden, the two long stuffs. Um, they all have different strengths and weaknesses, but none of them are particularly brilliant. Um, they're, they're all sort of decent players, but um, no one in there who's going to dominate the game of football, which is kind of a, a weak point, I would say. Yeah, that's a, that's fair, and yeah, it's just I almost now just wish she could have one one really big window spending, you know, getting the players you want. Um, on on the upcoming season, then based on everything you've mentioned, I mean, where is your your prediction? Obviously, not the. Obviously, the club's aim will just be to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, where, where are you? Where would your prediction be for the season? Um, I, I, well, there's always a massive sort of asterisk against us, which is is everyone fit? If everyone's fit for most of the season, I think we'll be around 13th and 14th. Um, I know they always say that you know the table doesn't lie, and we end up finishing 12th last year, um, which to me it just seems a bit odd considering we went pretty much like half the season with two wins. So we obviously did something right to get as high as 12th, but as you mentioned earlier, we, we did that with the backdrop of injuries and you know having a limited manager. Graham Jones came in, uh, in I think it was February or January. Um, he made a huge difference. Obviously, he's been away with England in the summer and apparently done pretty well with them. <laughs> um, the results obviously showed that, but general feedback on his, on his training has, has, been, has been positive. So... Um, with him being there the full season again, that should, that should help. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, right now I, I don't fear being relegated. Um, now if I woke up tomorrow and, and it's that some out for three months, I might change <laughs> that. But um, 
if uh, you know if our, if our good players are fit and firing, um, we aren't in the bottom three. We probably aren't even in the bottom five or six, to be honest. Um, you know, Callum Wilson's capable of getting fifteen to twenty goals. Um, if Will comes back, he got you know he got eight and eight to finish with. Um, what's to say he couldn't get goal figures from midfield again? Um, you know, there's, there's enough of a goal threat in there. And playing the formation we play with, you know, with three centre backs and the two two wing backs, who you know Jacob Murphy, I, I like a lot. Um, he's kind of probably got under the radar a little bit outside of Newcastle, but he um, he's sort of reinvented his game to play as, as a wing back. Um, and he, he just he just does a good job of getting up and down that side. And obviously Richie on the other side is a bit a bit more of a um, a known quantity, and he's got great delivery, but you know lacks pace and things. So. Um, again, every player we've got has, has a, a strength or also something that pulls them back. But um, yeah, uh, there's enough in there to be optimistic about you know, not being sucked into a, a relegation fight. Um, it will be pretty. Um, I, I still don't rate Steve Bruce as a manager, but um, I, I feel Graham Jones kind of masks what he can't do. Um, and the, the players, for whatever reason, seem to quite like him, probably because he gives them about five days off a week. Um, but the, the players seem to, you know, We've seen a few instances of um, you know late goals going in, and they all celebrate with the manager, which is nice to see. If you like Steve Bruce, personally, I don't. But um, you know, if we start winning football matches, you can you can easily change an opinion. Yeah, that's the most important part. At the end of the day, you know, if he if he goes thirty-eight games undefeated, I'm sure you change your mind. <laughs> if he does, that, if, he, if he if he if he does that, thirty <laughs> games unbeaten. Uh, all better off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As you say, uh, on Graham Jones, I mean, as you say, he came in in February. We noticed the difference almost immediately at times. Even in the losses, there was there was more an effort and there was a, almost an identity at least. Um, so it can only be good having having majority of the summer after after the Euros. As you say, he was away with England. Um, the players seemed to like him. I think Callum Wilson was quite outspoken on him. How how much. Improvement he had. Uh, it, was quite, it was quite ballsy. Like Wilson interviews just said, you know, Bruce isn't so good at tactics, but Graham Jones is. Uh, and I thought, well, I mean, that's what we all thought. So thanks for confirming this. <laughs> but you know, I mean, if it works, it works. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of examples of history where you know a manager is very good at some things, and he has an assistant who does something else, and uh, you know, the two complement each other. Um, if it works and gets us results, then you know, that, that's fantastic. But uh, I've said, I don't want to turn this into a Steve Bruce rant, but he always plays the victim, and it really, really annoys me. So, um, as I say, he's got to go somewhere to, to win me over. But uh, if we could start winning matches and uh, you know, not talking ourselves down at every opportunity, that would help a huge amount. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think everybody listens. Has heard the rant. <laughs> There's been a few, and, and rightly so. Everybody at home will be will be saying the same thing. Um, on the, on the season ahead, then obviously your prediction is is should be in around that 14, 12, 13, 14 spot, and and quite right. Um, player wise, I mean, the question I've been asking is is three players. So I'm looking for a player who you reckon could be your player of the year. Um, a player, not necessarily your 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 usual Saint Maximum and that, just a player that opposition fans to kind of. Look out for uh, maybe a youngster that might see breaking through, and then a, a fantasy football um, prospect from from Newcastle that would be worth having. Uh, all right, so I mean, player of the season will almost certainly be either Wilson or Saint Maximum, um, unless something goes horribly wrong. Um, but yeah, I think I think those two are uh, 
are by far and away our, our, our best assets um, in terms of you know goal scoring, making goals, and generally making things happen. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd hang my hat on either of those two for, the, for that award. Um, a young player come through. Um, I mean, we don't really do youth, as you know. We uh, we, we aren't in a position to, to blood the young ones, but uh, I think um, I've just mentioned Murphy there. Uh, he kind of broke into the team last season and did pretty well. Uh, I'm really interested to see how he does if he if he is the regular sort of right wing back, a really good ball carrier, chipped in with a few important goals. Uh, I really like the kid. Um, he's also a Newcastle fan, which I guess helps. But yeah, he's. Uh, He's one of these ones who we signed, Benita signed him for quite a large sum of money. He didn't really, wasn't really ready for the Premier League. Uh, he went off and loaned, uh, Chef Wed, um, did decently and came back in, uh, and looks the part. I, I really like him, so keep an eye on him. I think in, in fancy football terms, he's, he's five mil field, which is really cheap as well, so, um, but he is a wing back, so, you know, he's not exactly playing up front, so keep an eye on him. Um, and another sort of outlier would be, um, with Fabian Cher, who is a defender, um, who took a uh, started taking out penalties as well, um, which again in fancy football terms can mean quite serious points. But um, I imagine Callum Wilson will have first dibs on those, so maybe one look out for if Wilson's not on the pitch. But um, Cher, I think he scored one for Switzerland as well in the Euros. He also missed one in the shootout, but you know, ignore that. Yeah, potato, potato, and all that. Just, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that pretty much covers Newcastle this year, unfortunately, with the lack of transfers and incoming and counting from it. It's um, quite a quite a dull summer for you fans. Um, and as you say, you've always said they've like cut runs as much as you wish you could go on a couple. They they almost kind of just get pushed aside for for Newcastle. It's just uh, it, I don't know. They're almost forgotten about. Yeah, well, I mean, last last season we we made the quarter final of the League Cup and through Brentford in the, in that draw, and we we really, you know, didn't turn up. It was pretty much the start of the the terrible run. Which played awfully on the night and obviously lost, um, which was a huge opportunity gone to to reach the you know the latter stages of a cup competition, which we never really do. So that was that. And in the FA Cup we played Arsenal and actually played really well. Um, missed a handful of chances to win and lost an extra time. So that was a rough draw. If we if we can get some, some easier draws, you know, obviously that'll help, but uh, it's not a priority for the, the club. The fans I think would love a would love a run, especially with you know if the fans can come back in this year. Um I always I always say the same thing, I'd love a cup run. Um the FA Cup's always meant a lot to me. Probably because we were quite good at it growing up. Um but uh, uh, in, in the Ashley era, our cup runs have been pathetic, to say the least, so um, it would be nice. But there's always part of me that thinks, well, I don't really want to win a cup with Ashley as the chairman, because it just isn't... It, it's, it, I, I know beggars can't be choosers and all that, but he doesn't deserve the happiness that would come with that. So, And he'd also think he was right, and that would be even worse. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the, that's the big dilemma. The, the success at Newcastle just now is like that double-edged sword because, as you say, somebody like, and even as an outsider, like somebody like Mike Ashley, as a club, like, I belittle our owners on a regular basis. But compared to Mike Ashley, you know, we've got some of the best owners in the world, if you look at it that way. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I feel your, um, I feel your, 
battle and other demons there. Um, I mean, unfortunately, this one's quite short, Dave, just because it is quite, you know, dull under Mike Asher. I mean, anything else to add for, for the upcoming season for, for Newcastle? Uh, like I say, we've got a reasonable start. If I just touch on that quickly, I mean, our first you know, six games, West Ham, Villa, Southampton, Man United, Leeds, Watford. Um, you could kind of get yourself in a, in a reasonable position and then kick on, you know, uh, after that, Wolves, Tottenham, Palace, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. So, you know, there's always a number of games which you think, oh, God, we're never going to win that, but we don't really face too many of them in the early, in the early weeks. So, um, I'd love to see it go to a good start for a change and, uh, I do think it makes all the difference to, to any side if you get a good start and you're not, you know, you're not playing with fear. Got a few sort of free hits where you don't think, oh God, if we lose this from the bottom three, it does make a huge difference to how you play your football. So I always make the, the comparison to the 11-12 season when no one really expected much of a start and uh, it was under Pardew and we ended up finishing fifth and uh, we were kind of similar to the squad what we've got now in terms of we had 11 decent players and as soon as we got a few injuries it was, you know, Danny Guthrie was coming in and uh, Ryan Taylor having to play centre mid, things like that. So uh, I always sort of compare this squad to that squad, and we've got a number of game changes. Um, and if they're all on the pitch, it's actually quite decent to watch. But um, so so few and far between, you've got to make the most of it when it does happen. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how we get on. But it could go past here very quickly, or you know, it might it might surprise us. Yeah. So when's your first game? Is it Saturday? No, Sunday um, at West West Ham. For some reason, Sky have picked it up. Um, I don't know why. There must be some awful opening games if they want to play for us in West Ham, but there you go. Oh, yourselves in West Ham and, and Spurs and City on Super Sunday. Yeah, it'll be interesting how the how fans react again. You're not having every game live on TV and almost back to the, the normal setup. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we spoke about this last season. I'm quite looking forward to it, being back to normal. Um, yeah. And I know you like having every game on, and I can totally see why, because obviously more football is good, but um, I'm at the point now where I just want everything to go back to how it was before all this <laughs> last 18 months happened. Um, yeah. And if that means you know having five games on a weekend instead of ten, um, so be it. I'm absolutely fine with that. I, I, I 100% agree. I think it's better that way. Um, and of course, I am, yourself, Simon and me will be back as well. Covering, covering all the games the weekends. As yeah, well. how, how is Sai? I know you spoke to him. Sai, Sai is good. Is he, um, is he, is he holding, holding up all right after the, uh, the Grealish news? <laughs> yeah, he was, it was very strange because I expect Simon's quite a Grealish, almost fanboy the way he speaks to us in our, in our WhatsApp group. Um, so I was expecting almost a, a bitterness from him, but he, he acted like a very level-headed and sensible um, Villa fan and in and, and agreement. I mean, I'm sure you agree as well. Losing Grealish for the money they did and replacing with the three players um, with cash left over has definitely improved Villa as a as a team overall. Yeah, I mean, we we spoke at length about you know Danny Ings possibly going to Man City or Tottenham and Villa picking off the off the uh, off the radar. So yeah. uh, that's a huge get for them. I'm just sorry that Ty has to return as Mrs Grealish 69 shirt. It'll be fine, Ty. <laughs> First week back, um, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he's got that shirt on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll wrap this one up here, Dave. Um, thank you very much, as always, for joining us. And if you yeah. want to let everybody know 
what you're working on now and, and where they can find you. Thanks, Ali. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, still on Twitter at CM9798 and the website is cm9798.co.uk. Um, everyone got very excited last week because we figured out how to play Jumpman on an iPhone and an iPad. So if you want to, you know, ruin your life even further without any any free minutes whatsoever, um, the guy is on the website. So do check that out. Yeah, I think my whole Twitter timeline for about six hours seemed to be everybody going on about that and then screenshots of it all working with um, <laughs> what was like a tickle Twitter takeover there. Um, but yeah, yeah, go and look at everything Dave does. The, the football manager and championship manager stuff is just, it's next level. If you think you wasted your childhood, Dave, Dave's, a, Dave's a grown man and still doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible to watch. Um, as always, you can find us at Morning the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, please interact with us. And the season starting next week. Obviously, myself, Simon, and Dave will be back with a review show that'll be in your ears every Monday morning. I'm pretty sure Chris and the gang will be back with our around the world basically <laughs> review um, and preview of football. Um, plus, we'll have many, many more podcasts coming your way. So, yep, interact with us. Anything you want to hear. Us up again. Thank you very much to Dave for joining me. Thanks, Ali. See you next week. Yes, and always remember keep your man on the post.